hey, hey, happy new year, I think. Welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveals, that show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. Uh, things are rough, but we're fighting through. It's me, as always, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet, and I continue to be openly black. And although it's not true for my co-hosts, they're here too. Would you like to tell the people who it is that you are? Uh, hey y'all, it's uh, Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snowclear on Tumblr, Tumblr, and Telesteph on Instagram, and um, on Tumblr, on the Tumblr. That was where, the name of know. my Tumblr blog was Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr, Tumblr dot Tumblr dot com. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, <laughs> Uh, but that was not that's not the Tumblr that I followed you on. Oh. So use your 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 Fins Tumblr, your f- Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> that's the uh, Man, I was the, just... the, the thirst Tumblr, the thirster. <laughs> Tumber. Tumber. <laughs> so silly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, man, I was just going to say that I'm pretty sure that you won't find me in any videos of anyone storming the Capitol. <laughs> yeah, uh, same here. I'm Eric, and, uh, you know, I'm just really excited for this, this new year. It's just been, it's going to go great, I'm sure of it. Um, so far. New been, year, like, new us. Yeah, you know, so far, like, we're off to a great, oh, wait, wait, what? what's that? There was a white supremacist, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. These dudes couldn't wait seven days. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get a whole weekend. You know, we just wanted to have an easier time this year than we did last year. And they were like, no, fuck you. I mean, look, here's the bright side. A pandemic started in 2020. That didn't happen in 2021. That's all I'm saying. We haven't had a pandemic start this year. That's true. That counts for something, right? Though, I don't <laughs> I don't know uh, how much you guys follow coronavirus news. Uh there's a new strain in South Africa that appears to be uh, vaccine resistant. Uh, new upon... strain just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> you know, new strain of coronavirus <laughs> just dropped. Um, so let's hope, just... let's hope that like, that's this being whole... overreported or like this... not correct. Man, this series is going off the rails. They're just recycling plot lines now. This right? is bullshit. This is just like supernatural. Yep. And it's like around the same time that the first strain was reported last year. Like, you know. Look, there are more gay people in this show than there are in supernatural it's true oh wow there's two congratulations <laughs> <laughs> hey that's uh, of this of this exact show that's you know actually i think we're closer to like queer representation like we're pretty close to 100 percent. yeah that's that's cool. that. <laughs> i was gonna say 99.9 but i was gonna uh, say it really depends too. on how much you like decide like asexual is <laughs> <laughs> well we're accepting here so it depends on what the person themselves thinks, you know? I just, if, if you, yeah. I just don't think that's what I do. Good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the country for you. Welcome to another episode. You, I feel right at home. We have that in common. I was going to say, I watched a whole bunch of people who obviously clearly weren't thinking, and now they're wondering why the FBI is knocking on their door. A lot of people who are like, mm, I think I'll stream my felony crimes. Yeah. Though, the best way that they've been getting caught is... Uh, women going on sites like Bumble and OkCupid and basically honeypotting them into, like, thinking that they're conservative and asking to see their photos of them storming the Capitol and then sending those to the FBI (laughs) to prove that they did it. That is, like, iconically beautiful to me, and I'm mad at Bumble because Bumble started... Bumble, like, 
force hid their like political matter. So they did that and then they undid it like within two hours when they realized that people were like, hey, you're protecting white supremacists. Yeah, hey, you're um by doing this, um <laughs> Like this isn't a good look for you. Like what are you thinking? This is oh, as my. some uh some notable publishing uh publications this week could be described as anti antifa. Yes. You mean fa? Fa? <laughs> No, I've heard pho is good. They're fascists. Yeah. I heard pho is delicious, you know? Oh, is actually delicious. Yeah. I've never yeah, had let's it be real. Yeah, we went to a pho place it, and you didn't have it. If we, if there was any justice in the world, I'd be in Columbus this weekend eating pho with Eric. It's true. If there was any justice, that would be the case. And Bon Mi, and, you know, I had a really good Thai meal over the weekend, so probably yeah, that I'd too. Have, I'd have been there, drunk whipped cream on my titties just vibing no that was on no. your face <laughs> no this is a different situation this oh. would be this year not last time <laughs> or whatever time that was two three times ago probably yeah also it wasn't at your house nope it was three years ago not three times ago no that's what i i, I call a year a time <laughs> Man, i'm 30 a times time. old <laughs> you say please uh please respect my <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm yielding my year and my time. Alternative. <laughs> oh, my alternative my. time. No, I, I do wish we were at a, would have been at a convention this weekend. I mean, I'd still be, I would probably still be in this house that I'm in right now at this time of day as it is 8.30 p.m. on a Sunday. So I'd probably, no way. You'd be back already. You guys left well, no, on Monday to, last time. Yeah, this is. So uh, we'd have tomorrow off, so we theoretically could. I wouldn't have if I was, well, I mean, I. I'm not working, so I have every day off. But when I worked in a hospital, they, I didn't have this day off. Despite not being Fair. essential to that hospital, which I never understood. But hey, you know, life is what it is. Yeah, my job isn't essential. We work for, like, we do our job for banks. Banks are closed tomorrow, and yet I have to work tomorrow. Explain that. It, gotta keep capitalism. Checkmate, in. atheists. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, you know, people are getting what they... Uh, are asking for actually you know what i will i will give these people this one grant i will grant them this one thing that they're shocked that consequences happened consequences have never happened to these people so i understand why they're surprised that consequences have happened for once because let's That's be fair. fair i was also surprised that white supremacists suffered some consequences i didn't think it was going to happen or at least not within like a week and a half so that's kind of cool uh, I mean, especially watching the actual day and watching people just, like, walk casually cops. walk out. Yeah. I was like, oh, good. All of the cops in this crowd are just going to continue to go home and be cops. Except, <laughs> like, except that one white dude who said he would, like, put down another white supremacist insurrection and that one black guy that was leading him around to places that he yeah, didn't away want from people the, to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, away from the fucking Senate office, Jesus. Yeah, two more cops that are better than Judy Hopps. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's a low bar to uh, hop over. <laughs> I will say that the uh, one of the more funny things to me was um, specific personalities within like the Q sphere and like the alt-right. Like, uh, I don't even want to give them their names on our podcast because I don't want to give them the space. But they're good. They, um, you know, them just like thinking yeah like just literally just posting that all online thinking that they're going to be free of consequences and then like as recently as today getting arrested to being like i don't understand (laughs) fucking but and like 
the reason they don't understand is because like they were encouraged to do it by our like government <laughs> eh play stupid games even yeah. if someone you trust tells you to do it it's still a stupid game you know what they fucked around and found out <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very to fuck surprised. around as human to find out his divine, <laughs> as the gritty meme goes. Yeah, it feels good, you know. We still have like tons of work, and you know this isn't the end of fascism, but it does feel good to see a little bit of fascism get a little bit of punishment every now and then. Mm-hmm. It's uh, can't Antifa say can have a little bit of <laughs> of anti of uh, Antifa governing as a treat, mm-hmm. but. Don't don't get too used to it, I suppose. <laughs> I say don't get too used to it because they're already talking about like uh, like what you call like uh, po- like domestic policing bills and shit. Like that's yeah. gonna be that's not the solution to what happened. It's not more Patriot Act. Um, well, as we saw, the, wh- the number of cops was not the issue. <laughs> yeah, there was ample police force there. That's what, so speaking of Patriot Act, this is, and this is not a political podcast, so we're going to try to veer off this in a second, but um, the thing that I am currently gunning for is um, Bernie's apparently been pressuring Biden to do like a um, Medicare for all temporarily until the pandemic is over. And then, like just to, and then we then all we have to do is when people realize that they actually fucking like it, is just Patriot Act it forever. Yeah, you just oh, have yeah, to that's... pretend that it's never over. The pandemic. A... Oh no, pandemic's still happening. Yeah, pandemic pandemic has never ended. It's still pandemic time. What a poor thing to agree to if you hate people. Like, <laughs> what's common people get like a feeling of like how this isn't that bad and it's actually very helpful. Like. No one's gonna want to give up. No one's gonna be like, you know what? That was nice and all, but like, but I like life was a little bit too convenient. Yeah, so. I like paying money for going to the hospital. It's my favorite thing. Well, to yeah, because that's the fucking what you call. That's the like the thing about Obamacare is that people who hate Obama love the ACA. It's the same, but they thing. hate Obamacare because it has his name on it. It's because I hate black people. That's all it really yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if you have Medicare for All, but you call it, like, the Temporary Pandemic Save America Act. just Or or just call it the Trump Act or something, and they'll... Yeah, half, truly, like, I don't care. the country will fucking love it. Like... And he can't say anything on Twitter to, to deny <laughs> it. It's true. Call it the Trump <laughs> is a big patriot act. <laughs> Call it the Trump definitely doesn't wear diapers act. <laughs> and we'll just call it a fucking day. Or the Guy Fieri so, Recovery Act. He has nothing to do yeah. with it, but like a better guy with blonde hair. <laughs> better tan celebrity. Uh, He's not tan, though. That's just the fire guy from the Fieri. shirt. Oh, true. Just the reflection of the... <laughs> um, we had our uh, drunk episode uh, last time before the new year. I hope you all enjoyed it. Don't remember that. It was a lot of fun. You don't have to. It's on wax. Oh, good. Metaphorically, of course. Um, But we got a couple questions, like, right as we were recording, and I missed them, and I did want to bring those up just because I'm a good pal. Um, So, from our uh, buddy Calvin, we have two questions, and they're not political, so that's dope. Uh, Question one, should Marvel move into the next generation of Avengers in movies or leave it where it is? Do you have any thoughts Uh on that? I would be fine if they did. Like, there was a whole thing on Twitter. Wait, did what? Move on. Okay. 
There was a whole thing on Twitter. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was unclear um, over the weekend that like Chris Evans rumored to be signing up for more Marvel movies. And Chris Evans was like, news to me. This is news (laughs) to me. (laughs) And like, I just like, it's time to have different superheroes. Like, if only for like the occasional Doctor Who reset effect of like you don't need to have watched 75 hours of film to understand what's going on in this one yeah because that 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 has has started to be the case even in like standalone like uh like one hero kind of movies like that you still need to have be like oh it, it doesn't you know it doesn't quite hit the same if you don't know like the history of like the backstory of the scrolls or something is like, bro, let's just kind of start over. Yeah. I, Get some I, fresh yeah. blood in there. As somebody who has fallen off the Marvel movies since like civil war, I don't have a huge horse in the race, but I will say like, I am one of those people who's like fully daunted by the fact that there is just too much to watch of it. So I don't watch any of it. The thing is that comic book movies have become comic books. Yeah. Like, with the same kind of barrier to entry that terrifies new people. That's true. And that's no bueno for the continuation of the genre. That said, though... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's all all I was going to say, really. No, I think it's the one thing that movies have over uh, comic books, at least in the situation we're in now, is that movies are streaming. Mm -hmm. um, So it's a lot easier far cheaper to get like the entire mcu like you can't own it necessarily but you can at least view it for what mm-hmm. like what's disney plus like 12 15 a month for like however many months you need to watch 20 movies like you could theoretically <laughs> do that in a month like yeah. pretty quickly but if you want to catch up on comics like okay you have to either buy these comics off amazon or like through comiXology digitally because you're not going to physically find all the comics you need, most likely. Like, you might have a really good store near you, but chances are it's not going to have everything you need. And also, during a pandemic, you're not going to go out and do that. Oh, I just meant, like, in the the general case, but yeah, Yeah. definitely not now. So, a nice reset would be cool. Obviously, I'd like to see some more diversity of uh, characters. Yeah, for real. Even if you're, like, you know, like a, 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 a gamer bro and you hate diversity, like, it still is nice to see... I'd still like to at least see a diversity of white guys. You could just say a white person, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't I, have to, like, we can take it. <laughs> no, it's not, but it's not, like, all white people, because there's, like, different genres of white people. Like, gay white people would like to see some, like, gay characters on screen that aren't just, like, in the support group, you know what I mean? Like, um... I'm the uh, sci-fi fantasy genre of white people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we know, that's why you have a beard. Like, you know... <laughs> The beard is where I keep the science part. Um, but no, I I think there's even a case for like, okay, we've seen enough of these guys like bring in like the new generation of whatever they're going to be. Obviously, it's a chance to bring in some more diversity too. Um, so yeah, I'm willing to see the new group. And if the older group spends some time here still, either through like cameos or whatever, like Captain Marvel story's not done. The Wakanda story isn't done. Like I get that, but... I'm good with, like, Iron Man and the original Avengers being done after their Black Widow movie. Yeah, and I think it'll be more special. Like, there's a, like, I was uh, describing this to, uh, like, to my boss at work the other day, but there's, like, 
kind of like the Percy Jackson effect is kind of what I refer to it as in that like in the Percy Jackson books there's five books where Percy is the main character and then there are five more books that are set in that world in which Percy has aged up a little bit and he's like a cameo character and it's like but it feels special when he shows up oh yeah and I feel like that's the kind of thing like occasionally and that's the fun thing about like any comic book series is the like the team up like thing it's just like I don't know fucking Black Widow comes in and like helps I don't fucking know <laughs> I can't remember anything about comic books on like Ironheart or something like <laughs> yeah or, like like you know I don't know like a fucking Captain Marvel comes in and to it to actually mentor Kamala Khan you know like yeah, that'd like be really that. cool. I like, because like, that, that t- it took forever in the comic books for her to actually meet Carol. Like, eh, well, but... you know, we're not gonna have Brie Larson forever. Just that's how contracts work. So, hurry, hurry, hurry up, MCU! If Disney's <laughs> gonna her... own everything, give us some good content, like in this hellscape. <laughs> right. I need Brie Larson to end up being fucking Tessa Thompson's love interest in Thor: Love and Thunder because, uh. She posted a video that was like, what were you, it was like some like, she was like, what, what were you doing during recess when you were like 12 years old? And she was like, well, probably in the computer lab Googling, how do I tell if I'm gay? (laughs) And everyone was like, Brie, have you been hiding this from us? (laughs) Like. Yeah, I've never seen her date anybody. So, you know. So everyone was like, Brie just maybe came out as sapphic very casually on Twitter we would we had already would die for her <laughs> now more so hey make but it happen marvel give us some uh give us some queer you cowards. Ex- queer, queer representation also you're not going to piss off the shitty fanboys anymore than just having her there so you may as well like let her be with uh Tessa Thompson make more people happy you know yeah it would also really humorously for me um canonized that Captain Marvel particularly likes ladies of an African-American variety because uh, in the Captain Marvel movie she was like work wives with uh, what's her name who played Maria Rambeau yeah how could you not be so yeah I'm just saying that's cool great and anyway. the second question in the last one at the same time also is the DC universe worth trying to save or is it time to overhaul and try maybe the new 52 storyline in theaters that's a that's a tough question yeah <laughs> i think after the not so lovely response of wonder woman 1984 it's time mm-hmm. to like maybe cancel this as a whole project and just do whatever happens like this doesn't all need to be connected anymore just make movies like you know, the pre-MCU like used format. To. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, make a movie, and if it's if it's worth connecting to, you can do that. But, like, there's no need to have a planned greater universe, you know? Like, Birds of Prey had people that's, like, part of the greater universe, but I don't feel like you needed to see Suicide Squad to get it. You did not. So, I, yeah, like... Because I did not. <laughs> I, I do think that there is a, a overabundance of superhero movies. I think it's a genre that has gone from, you know, uh, kind of... The, like, sad, nerdy thing to see. Yeah, well, it, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's it's gone from, like, being not a common, like, genre in, like, you know, the early 2000s. Like, you know, after we got 
the Dark Knight is when it kind of all started kicking off. And yeah, Dark Knight and the Spider Man's. Yeah, and then after that, you know, now it, it, for a while there, it was you know at least one to two superhero films a year. And I feel like at a certain point, it you just kind of get like a genre fatigue almost. Mm-hmm. You could. And I, I think it depends on what stories you're telling. Um, the thing that the DC universe had going for it, that it, if it would have made good movies, I think people would be happy. It's just like the wildly different tones of the movies. Um, from what I could see, it didn't seem like Suicide Squad had even remotely the same tone as Batman versus Superman versus Wonder Woman versus Aquaman versus Shazam. Like, those were all very different movies. Um, but every Marvel movie kind of pretty much feels like it's in this, like, it feels like it's all oh, part the of the same piece. Yeah. Yeah. So like you, I felt like getting fatigued from that may have just been like, okay, I get it. I get this world right now. It's the same basic story, but I, I kind of like them being like the mass produced fast food that they are, you know? Um, I just wish that wasn't the only thing that people cared about. And now that we're sort of in a non theater going public, uh, situation, I believe it's possible that. Marvel movies can't overtake the whole entire cinema. Yeah. So you can put out your Black Widow, but it's not going to stop everything else from streaming. And it's not going to cost you a lot more to go see those other movies. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go see the new Marvel movie in my living room. And then I'm going to go to the bedroom and then watch like Knives Out or something. Like, you know, yeah, the, the whole bedroom multiplex. is for Knives Out. Yeah. You know, like I want to get comfy and settle in, you know. Yeah. Just- also, like. Yeah, like the barrier, you're no longer, we're no longer having to make the financial choice of like, do I spend my $20 I can spend on a movie this month on the Marvel movie that I need to see the day it comes out in order to avoid being spoiled for like the biggest character deaths and whatever. Like, you can just watch them all through your streaming service and not have to like you were saying, fork out the... Yeah. Yeah, because they're all about being in the conversation and the group experience of them, you know? Like, we mm-hmm. rush out to see these movies so that we can be part of the conversation and understand the memes and the references and the jokes. But, like, I don't know. I feel like the movies that you kind of want to see other besides that, you know, like, like um, 1917 or Parasite are movies I saw this year. They're like, these are really good and I'm glad I saw them. I don't know if I would have went to go see them in theaters normally if they weren't like so so uh acclaimed you know and accessible and i'd seen reviews for them but as far as the main question is it worth trying to save yeah fuck it let it go <laughs> just make movies that you want to make you know that's maybe stop giving money to yeah. guy like these these white dudes like Zack snyder who are like not getting the return that their uh, reputation is de- demanding that they deserve, you know? Um, yeah, basically, you should, like... you should start with a script and then if it fit like a script or a narrative idea, and then if Batman fits into that, then make it a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, I feel like the um, like the need to kind of shoehorn everything into the one narrative is what is handicapping DC as a whole like i think that like if you look at the the movies that people remember from the pre-mcu era uh, that are dc properties like people talk about like even if it was really terrible like the batman forever like batman uh batman and robin <laughs> and shit like that that like the schumacher films <laughs> yeah the schumacher films 
Um, DC needs like, to be gay more. That's what. Be more gay. At least have that up on Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but yeah, like I think that, and like even like the the Dark Knight trilogy is like contained, like. Yeah, I, I only saw the Dark Knight. Uh, I didn't see Batman. Be- I didn't see one or three. I just saw the Dark Knight, and I'm like, hmm, that was a good time. I saw one and two, and then I was just completely disinterested by the time the third one came out. Yeah, it's like, I- I've got I've what I need I've seen all three this. of them. Batman Begins is actually my favorite of the three, unpopular opinion, but that's because I was obsessed with Killian Murphy as a scarecrow. It's also a very, like, it's it's based on a very good comic. <laughs> Uh-huh. The like the Batman Origins or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let the past die. Could if you have to. I don't know. Just uh. <laughs> <laughs> to quote a, a great sage of our times. Yeah. To quote a hot boy. <laughs> Can't really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a question. Wait, who said that? <laughs> Thanks for sending in the questions. Uh, we always appreciate that. It's a fun time for us. And yeah, this is a. Uh, current events podcast so <laughs> let's let's talk about so it's still not current stuff do you guys want to stop start at the top with the older stuff or like work backwards let's start or with the, the old, old stuff people will have Agreed. an understanding that we took a three-week hiatus because we were all hung over for three weeks i mean the and the hits just kept coming holy shit what yeah. three yeah. weeks yeah <laughs> emotionally and physically hung over for three weeks yes. so yeah how about how about you go first, Steph? Because I feel like I always uh, interrupt you. So you want to give us some takes about uh, Wonder Woman 1984? Yeah, so, you, you, you know, it was a fine movie. It was <laughs> all right. Like, it started off as, like, again, weirdly, as, like, a gay rom-com a little bit. Like, uh, Wonder Woman and um, Barbara Bush. Minerva, who plays... No. <laughs> the makes sense in the time frame. Woman who plays the cheetah, um, who's she, she's a fucking comedy actress. Oh, Kristen Wiig. Yes. Um, did a really great job. Um, like starts out like they have like a weird meet cute at work where they like bump into each other and she knocks like all her papers over and they go out to lunch together and like talk about like the struggles of being a woman in archaeology like kind of thing and then it like devolves into this weird thing where pedro pascal is there (laughs) and he becomes like spoiler alert i guess he turns himself into a magic wishing stone and makes it so that everyone in the world gets their wish which includes like a really big wall around egypt because like the barbarous egyptians like don't want foreigners coming in which was like i think the thing i saw people on twitter most justifiably cringing about was like the weird like islamophobic like yeah that's not a great look like man like man in a turban with a big hooked nose demanding oh, like that, they, that he keep keep his oil kind of thing like Ugh. that is the super oof that's bad yeah. that's, that's real it's bad real real bad like and like my my roommate, who is no Zionist, will get into with, uh, with it about the like the whole issue of Gal Gadot's IDF service 
because like everyone in Israel has to join the IDF for two years at a certain age. Like she was a fitness instructor. Like she wasn't like personally gunning down Palestinian youth, but like the nevertheless the face of having the face of this movie that has this weird, creepy Islamophobic badness in it be Gal Gadot. An Israeli woman kind of is weird. Yeah. an oof yeah. at, at best. But so Peter Pascal ends up granting the wishes of everyone in the world for a brief moment. It's fucking everything up. And so, uh, so Wonder Woman has to stop him. And the funniest thing that I saw about it is that, um, by that logic, there's, it was it's definitely true based on when the time the time period in which it took place that a young Bruce Wayne <laughs> wished his parents were alive again <laughs> and briefly had them and then Wonder Woman took take and them away and then Wonder Woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah everyone's wishes had to be evil and selfish cuz mine were like who cares if people just wished for enough food to live <laughs> yeah so it was like something about the like i i honestly it was such a like fine but not memorable movie that I genuinely cannot remember what the moral of it was besides like sometimes getting your wishes bad. <laughs> don't turn yourself into a wishing stone. Yeah, don't turn yourself into a wishing stone for profit. Like maybe think about the ramifications like, if your boyfriend inhabits another human being. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like uh <laughs> Like yeah, that's how Chris Pine comes back. Like that's her wish is like that Steve will come back and so that's like why Chris Pine is in this movie at all. Um and like like there's a fun cute like eighties like movie montage of him like trying on eighties clothes. And like that's fun and cute until you remember that he is inhabiting the body of a stranger. <laughs> like uh, yeah. Which is fucking weird to me. Like like this wishing stone can do like all this magic shit but it can't just poof another body for this guy like Like it it has to yeah so by that logic if we take the other by that logic thoughts of this movie bruce wayne's parents came back as people that he would not recognize (laughs) (laughs) and it probably took a little bit of time for him to meet them yeah and so he didn't even have as much so he wouldn't even have as much time with them as he would have wanted it's possible he only knew them for a few minutes and it's completely possible that he assumes this didn't work because he never met his parents again. So young Bruce grew up being, man, I could have asked so many things from my parents and never got the chance because I don't know why I'm going to be in love with bats now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go live in a cave <laughs> under my giant mm-hmm. ass house. Oh, right. He lives in the house, not the cave. <laughs> yeah, Batman lives in the cave. <laughs> he emotionally right, right. lives in a cave. Yeah, Batman lives in the cave. Bruce Wayne lives in the house. Uh, I started to, it's funny the thing about like if Bruce Wayne was a very uh, good dude and actually did try to fix the systemic problems in Gotham and was a vigilante like well okay so why is he failing like just try to think of all the things that's stopping him from fixing Gotham he's like guys I, I, I've opened all these centers I've tried donating money I've tried giving people livable wages but there's just so much crime so like I punch like thieves and stuff like what else could I possibly do someone's like yeah that's pretty funny Bruce but like I'm out here doing X, Y, Z, and that's why you can't do it. That would be very funny to me, just the, the people keeping Gotham stuck in crime. Yeah. He's like, I've tried fists. I've tried reform. I've tried 
everything. What else can I do? It's like, you can Kinky. move. <laughs> Try fist reform. Kinky, yeah. Yeah. Batman, but, uh, Batman the Kingster. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all my Wonder Woman 84 takes. Like, the... I, well, so you know what? I get the moral of the story was very heavy-handedly told to us in like the flashback to Baby Diana at the beginning, which is that um, it doesn't count if you take the short way. Like you have oh. to live life the long way round, which is like boring shit for rich people. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like if someone just gives me some money for free, it's not going to be any worse than if I earned that money. In fact, it would probably be easier because I could still earn money. So it's just like helping me. Yeah. So that's, but yeah. So let's move on to another movie we watched. Yeah, I watched Soul. Did y'all what watch Soul? What do you think Soul? of it? I thought I so. I enjoyed it. I watched critiques of it, um, both like filmic critiques and also like uh, other critiques. And the main issue of like you know the black person not inhabiting the black person's body like, is still a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's that's about it as far as like thematic problems with it like until you want to start thinking about the things that don't make sense um in a plot holy kind of this is inconsistent like kind of way. CinemaSins way like what in a CinemaSins way not quite a CinemaSins way but like a oh hey wait if you actually think about this for like a couple seconds um mm-hmm. like there's something in the climax of the movie that like at the time I'm like wait why is this a issue um so some spoilers for this pixar movie um but so like you know, the soul man is helping the ghost girl. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so <laughs> Joe figures out that you can go into the soul realm by like getting in the zone. Like that's established. That's a thing uh-huh. that exists. Yeah. And apparently this hippie guy can do that at will as well. So Joe goes into the spirit realm via zoning out and he helps 22 get her, her pass to go to earth. And now he's like, well, I guess I'm dead then. It's like, but can't you just leave the way you came in? Like, you've already <laughs> done that in this, like, and that's not like a, oh, hey, now that you mentioned it, that makes sense. Like, in the theater, or not the theater, in, in my living room, the, the multiplex, I was like, oh, well, this isn't really an issue because he came here from the zone. He could just leave that way. And he's like, yeah, no, just... I'm dead. I'm like, how did you die? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, from a story perspective, there's, like, some shit that they do to make it, like, the Pixar formula, and it's fine, but the, uh, the overall themes I thought were good, like live life to the fullest, all the things that are just living are the things that matter. Um, you know, actually talk to the people around you and don't be too self-absorbed in yourself. And uh, the black barbershop is a baller-ass place. So I, I thought their depictions of black culture in a few ways were spot on and there were some things that like really felt like, Can't hey, a black person did this. Like This wasn't like a white guy being like, oh man, I wonder what it's like to be black. I was like, no, like... A black person said, this is how this goes, and they just did it. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful like, as oh, well. we trust you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the visuals were really good. I like the, like, as great as, like, so, like, the textures of, like, people, like, black people's hair, and, like, even clothing and jeans and denim and stuff looked amazing. Mm-hmm. The world looked amazing. The soul world looked amazing. But, like, part of me just loved the little squiggly people, because it's just so abstract of a thing to, they're basically these 2D creatures in a 3D space. I thought that was really funny. Like, the Jerry's and Terry's. Mm-hmm. that was cool well i think that that was i saw i and i will never be able to find it again but i saw like an interesting thread on twitter and it's truly to your to your point about like all disney pixar movies are plots formulated around the uh desire to flex on their new technology yeah <laughs> um but 
like basically talking about like the way they had the new technology they had to create for like the weird way that the light in the spirit world reacts because it doesn't bounce the same way that natural light does. Yeah. And like I was like, oh, I had it again. That's why we that's why the movie was soul like that's why that's... it looks so cool cuz you had to you had to come up with a back like a world for this to exist in. Yeah, like I would I would make the cl- I would make the bet that this movie stars black people because they figured out how to do like good texture for black hair, and there was a spirit world because they figured out a good way to light that. And like, how do we make this work? Like, I don't know. Have a black guy die or something? Who cares? Like, <laughs> and like, is not going to look weird if we kill a black person? Like, no, he, he's not going to stay dead. Like, oh, okay, cool, that's <laughs> fine. Okay, phew. It's like Coco, but he doesn't stay a human the whole time. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be great. Um, so I still say Coco was a better movie, but I, I enjoyed it. You're telling me they discovered ray tracing. <laughs> Look, if I knew what ray tracing was, I would make a joke. If I knew what ray tracing was, I would continue this joke. (laughs) (laughs) Look, someone actually, there was a rumor that all the rendering in Seoul was done on a PlayStation 5 developer kit. Um, actually... No, that's what actually, that's what they were working on instead of Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) 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 This is what they've been doing the whole time. (laughs) Um, and they still don't no. get paid. <laughs> oh, that's sad because it's probably true. Um, but no, uh, so I mean, Soul was good. The um, I mean, the story was fine. Like the the themes and the thing they wanted you to feel, and you know, it was nice. It, the the Pixar formula is pretty formulaic at this point. You gotta have like a straight laced main character with like a goofy annoying sidekick, and they need an excuse to go on uh, a buddy uh, a road trip. And yeah. they have a falling out before the third act, and sometimes it's major, sometimes it's like, eh, we're going to get over this pretty quickly, relatively. Um, it's what they do, but it's fine. I like it better than Onward, personally. I feel like yeah, the end Onward. was more satisfactory than the end of Onward. Man, I'm going to be so mad if Onward is the last movie I ever saw in theaters. Because <laughs> it wasn't, again, a fine movie. It wasn't good, it wasn't memorable, it was fine. The last movie I saw in theaters was... I can't remember if it was Sonic or the My Hero movie. Mine was either way. Mine was Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so perfect, perfect way to end my movie See? theater going career. Well, that's like at least that's like there's some memeability to that. Like, yeah. onward is just forgettable. <laughs> that's true. Look, look, Sonic at least surprised people with how acceptable it was. Onward was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'm glad yep, I watched this movie with sure Spider-Man and Star Lord. <laughs> cool. So that was yeah, that was Soul. Uh, also good play on words. Always very fun. Uh, awesome Games on Quick happened, uh, like, two weeks ago, or a week ago. It was very cool. They raised a bunch of money. Uh, that's, that's what they do. There's some great speedruns. I saw some really nice ones. I'm still catching up on some. Uh, in the Sonic block, two people got personal records. Not maybe world records, but definitely personal records. So that's cool. Um, it was just a fun nice. time. Just great, great stuff all, all every year. That's all I have to say about that because I'm yeah. trying to push through some things. But awesome games are quick. Can't wait till summer games are quick. I love speedrunning. Yeah. And Slay the Spire is a game I really, really enjoy. And there's going to be a board game coming out and it's going to be coming to Kickstarter soon. There's just been like reports of Ooh. it. And I can't wait to see how that works as a tabletop board game. If nothing else, it'll be nice to have physical copies of the cards from that game because they're very beautiful. So, you know, it's a good roguelite. Is it a roguelike? Yeah. Roguelike, roguelike, roguelike card game. Yeah. I don't know if it's like or light. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, 
but it's a really good one because you know it's you don't have to worry about like twitch reflexes or anything like that it's a card game so take as much time as you need to play it and i recommend it it's it's, it's worth your money i've probably hundreds of hours invested in it and i won't check right now because it might slow down my computer for the recording (laughs) and yeah now we're kind of on like some more uh we're getting we're getting closer to current um but yeah eric tell us about the xbox series x yeah because i've heard stuff yeah so i you know when we talked about the next gen consoles you know months ago at this point and i basically advised (laughs) not to get one uh, I didn't follow my own <laughs> advice. Um, yeah, buddy. I but but it wasn't. Went ahead and got one. Yes, I did go and get a Xbox Series X. However, it was not like through you know sitting and waiting to purchase one. I got it through a program that I had already been a part of with Microsoft, and they finally offered the ability to upgrade from my One X to a Series X. And I basically wasn't going to be changing my payment at all. Wasn't going to change any of like monetary effect to me so it would have been dumb to say no (laughs) um (laughs) so i said yes and now i have one um and tell us what you think about it so it's really hard to say whether or not they are like from from like our current standards of like how a um you know a new console feels when some when you get it like with these new experiences new like upgraded graphics or things like previous consoles couldn't do you don't really have that to compare it to this time because there aren't any games out for it in particular (laughs) there's cyberpunk what the hell are you talking about so cyberpunk actually does not have next gen upgrades um cyberpunk i thought it was built for the next gen yes but their next gen upgrade is not until like the middle of 2021 (laughs) So uh, every next thing is more clown shit. Yeah. It, and it's just it's so it's kind of hard to say like, oh, man, like you got to see this game because it's like really going to define like, you know, it, this is defining like a new generation of gaming because that just doesn't exist right now. You know, even the PS5, which does have console exclusives to it, like one is a remake of a PS3 game. So... So you could just go play that PS3 game. Yeah, or you could have already played it in the past and be completely disinterested in never playing it again. Like, it, it's so... And, like, the Xbox is in even a worse position where it's, like, there are legitimately no first-party games that came out with the Series X. Like, Microsoft had nothing. Um, third-party stuff, like... So, like, the newest Assassin's Creed has an Xbox Series X update to it. And I bought that game, and I have not started playing it yet, because I want to play the other Assassin's Creed's first. <laughs> um, I, Sam will be proud. Yeah. Um, I've, uh... So, like, a couple games that I have touched that have, like, Xbox Series X, like, upgrade avail- like uh, upgrades built into them are, like... I looked at uh, the Devil May Cry 5 remaster, as they called it, or re-release, or whatever they want to call it. And, like, it Mm -hmm. looks real good, runs real good, and that's kind of what it's been so far. Like, I played Star Wars uh, Squadron, or whatever it is, the Star Wars dogfighting game. Not, like... Dogs, the animal, but <laughs> like, like, like planes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we knew what you meant, but thank you for clarifying for the listener audience. Yes, <laughs> and um, like it looks real good, it runs real well, but like it did that on other platforms too. Um, 
the like the one major thing I can say about the Series X that has impressed me is the um the quick resume feature that they touted. And what this is is essentially whenever you're playing a game, you can minimize yourself like you can minimize the uh the game and go back to the Xbox dashboard and this is something you can do on the PS4 and the Xbox 1, right? However, the Xbox One was notorious for, like, it would take forever to do that. Like, it was just the 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 menu was very, like, slow. Like, it was not a snappy reaction. Well, it's essentially instant this time, like, around. Nice. Um, additionally, when you do that with a game that has Quick Resume enabled, you can switch to another game, play that game, and, you know, play that game for two hours or something. So, say I'm playing um, Immortals Phoenix Rising... Uh, and I want to stop it and play Assassin's Creed, even though they're essentially the same game. Um, I, I can minimize Immortals to the, uh, like, to, to go to the home screen, open up Assassin's Creed. And if I previously was playing Assassin's Creed, it will take me right back to where I was, you know, not even in a pause menu. Like, if I just did that while, like, out in the open world in the middle of a fight, it'll put me right back in the middle of that fight. Similarly, I can then minimize out of Assassin's Creed, open up a different game, and, you know, like, start that game from new. So, like, start up uh, Star Wars Squadrons, um, play a round or two of that, and then minimize it, and then go back to Immortals and be exactly where I was. There's, you know, very few times have I seen, like, title screens in these games at this point. Because it just brings you right back to where you were. Nice. And, uh... It does that for, I'm sure there's a limitation to like how many games you can technically have running at a time, but I haven't noticed it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's a cool feature and it's something where it's like me explaining this is not doing it justice because it sounds like something you're, you're probably sitting there thinking like, oh, that sounds useless. Like that just sounds like a dumb thing. Why would I need that? Well, uh, it sounds pretty handy to me. I switched back and forth between Hades and like two other video games. Yeah, fairly frequently. And it's also yeah, it'd be nice for me to be able to quickly switch back and forth between Overwatch and Slay the Spire. Yeah, I mean I can do that on PC, but it'd be nice to be able to do it even faster. Yeah, and it, you know, console. it's nice for things like I want to go watch a YouTube video and I want to immediately end that video and then go wa like go play a game. Like that's all like immediate. And it's right back to where I was in the game too. You know, it's a. Uh, it's a neat feature that you don't think about until you have it, and you're like, "Oh man, like this is great." <laughs> like that does it does sound good though. Like not having to sit th like you know if you have limited time like on a lunch break or you know just in your evening or whatever, and you want to immediately be right where you left off in a game, like you can do that now. Um, and like Sony has a similar feature, um, but theirs is more about called activities where like. The, it's it's a weird system where like the game programmers have to program in an additional menu that is like interfaced with the PlayStation 5 menus where you can it'll show you activities that you could do in the game you could click that activity and it's supposed to take you right to that in the game like a specific quest or like a you know, oh right like right I heard about something like that so like that's their answer to it and I don't know which really sounds more enticing to me because I think they both have their like ups and downs but i am definitely really appreciating the quick resume feature of the series x um, yeah that definitely seems nice yeah and as i said like games look beautiful on it like i i have a 4k tv 
and I wish I could say like, oh, it's like night and day, but like the Xbox One X also did 4K resolution. <laughs> so like, I don't, I'm not having that big upgrade experience that a lot of people will have <laughs> because I already had things that were like, I also had a PS4 Pro, which is also 4K capable in certain situations. Uh -huh. So it's like, I already had this. <laughs> it's not a huge difference to me. <laughs> so, but you know, it, it's it's nice to see, like, old games running really well, too. Like, I went back, the first games I played on this when I got it were Sonic Adventure 2 Battle and Sonic Unleashed. Those are classics. That's exactly what you should have done. You should be, you should be proud of the man that you are. <laughs> and the interesting thing was, I remember playing Sonic Unleashed at release, and it did not run particularly well. No, once you get to some of the, like, higher intensity levels, it gets a little bit out of control. Yeah, like, things, like, you know, get really laggy, it just kind of, like, like hitches a lot. And on the Series X, that's all gone, because the cool thing that Microsoft does is when they do release backwards-compatible games, especially through their online store, they do upgrades to them to make them run better. Um, huh, so, wild like, fucking concept. Yeah, which is really cool, and also one of those things where I didn't, like, I've known about this, and I just never really put it together that it was a thing I could do, but, like, apparently the way to play the Final Fantasy thirteen series of games, so 13, 13, 2, and Lightning Returns... It's to, it's to skip mm -hmm. them. Yeah, is A, to skip them, but B, if you really want to punish yourself like I do, um, you can... <laughs> apparently the way to play them is on the Xbox, because of the way that they, like went back and put Remastered in them? like put in higher resolution like um cutscenes and stuff like that. Oh like, wow, that's pretty intense. Yeah. To do. Yeah. Um they like they just literally patched that into the game file. This was like a couple years ago where it's like they put in like higher resolution cutscenes and those those are not present even in the PC version. <laughs> so like, that's legit. Yeah. More consumer friendly practices, please. That's what the shit that I like. Yeah, and it's like, you know, that's something that Microsoft, like, apps and like all of the companies involved, absolutely does not have to do. <laughs> like they, yeah, yeah. Um, you got you got to find a selling point for your, your your console some way, you know. Yeah, and I I do think that a lot of the selling point of the Xbox at this point is the library of backwards compatible games going all the way back to the original Xbox at this point. Yeah, that's starting to become a yeah real for big sure. Thing. Like Xbox did have some good games, yeah for sure. Like in its history and like being able to play games like that are classic to me like uh, knights of the old republic and like you know the morrowind and uh like I, <laughs> like panzer dragoon orta which never had a re-release <laughs> like so, so yeah the dreamcast library yeah <laughs> we never got a dreamcast <laughs> too yeah but where did sega go when all was lost well sonic <laughs> went to nintendo but everything else went to xbox yeah and it's one of those things where it's, you know, like, I've always had an X, like, I've had an Xbox One, I just never really played a whole lot on it, because my console of choice last generation was the PS4, and I still yeah, do... It switches it switches every generation, I feel like. Yeah. I, Nintendo just over there on the side. I still want a PS5, mainly because, like, I know the way that Microsoft functions, they will not get JRPGs in the end. Like, oh, yeah, good point. Mm -hmm. Like, Square is doing better in bringing their stuff to Xbox, but it's usually a, like, timed exclusive to PlayStation, and, you know, they, they kind of, like, throw out the Xbox version, like, months later, or sometimes years later, like, oh, hey, here, we forgot you wanted this. <laughs> here, you, you filthy animals. Yeah. So, like, I will still eventually get a PS5 for, like, uh, JRPGs specifically, but 
otherwise like it's a whenever the time comes yeah that's a future eric issue exactly and in the meantime like this i would say that like microsoft has a strong showing for like in a time where both consoles had like very weak launches (laughs) where it was less weak yeah where like both of them like it was hard to justify purchasing either of them at least this one it's like well i can at least point to it and be like well look at all of these backwards compatible games and like you know, you can go and check online which games are backwards compatible, and the coolest thing about it is, like, you can just put your disc in, like, of those old games in, and it works. You don't have to purchase them through their online store. Like, you can go to, a, like, a used game store, find a, you know, whatever, like, a $10 copy of, like, let's say, like, uh, Asura's Wrath, or, um, <laughs> you know, like final fantasy 13 or something yeah you can find it's like that so old you're meme saying that, is you like, can actually Sony... use your old <laughs> yeah your old media yes <laughs> yeah it's like that old meme playstation made about xbox not being able to do this originally yeah <laughs> either die a hero you know and now like hey well you know i i respect any console that you know freely and welcomely like lets you put your disc in yeah that's always, i was gonna that's... say yeah uh, when you said you put the dick I was like, was it? The what it? Um, Me and Dom both snorted, and I was like, mm-hmm. Uh, though you do, have to buy, you do have to buy the X, the Series X, because the Series S is discless, just like there's a discless uh, PS5. Um, well, yeah, you know, you need the, pro- you need, you need the proper slot to put your disc <laughs> the in. Prop- the equipment. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, I was trying, but I couldn't figure it out. Uh, That's why we're a team, y'all. <laughs> but yeah. The three badasses. It's, um... So it's worth it then if you uh, have the expendable income. Yeah, and you know if you can catch one, like don't. I, it's one of those things where I would say like don't waste your time going out and hunting for one right now. <laughs> like seriously, like I the only reason I have this because I literally got an email from the bank that it was all financed through originally saying like, oh hey, like we'll do this upgrade for you now. <laughs> like because yeah, the, that's the way to do like, it. Because Amazon Amazon was not going to honor my original contract, and the bank eventually was what? yeah right what. <laughs> And uh, Amazon <laughs> bad business practices. Yeah, I mean, we could get into the whole backstory of how this happened, but eventually the bank just like contacted me. Was like, oh hey, like we found a way to get these upgrades. You just have to like respond by this certain date, and we'll send you one. And I did. Dang. <laughs> so nice. so you responded by that date. Yeah. Um. So like, I wouldn't go sit in a line outside of like a, a big box store for one or anything. Like especially during a pandemic again. Um, yeah but like if you see one for sale like for retail price don't buy it from a scalper like yeah like it's it's they are cool consoles you know like it it's neat also like game pass at this point is becoming more and more of a like absolute great deal (laughs) um i heard it's pretty poggers (laughs) (laughs) you're spoiling the next thing i just wanted to throw in i was gonna say we're gonna move into i wanted to just throw in that um basically game pass now not only has like you know whatever games microsoft is bringing to it through you know like uh, partnerships with other companies and all that kind of stuff but the entire ea like origin access library is now part of game pass so that's legit like literally like every ea game other than like absolutely brand new releases and like even then like the current generation of sports games are all free for me to play like it's that's like approaching movie pass levels yes. of like it's insane to not do yeah. that. Like if you have an Xbox that you like it's it would be silly for you to not get Game Pass at this point. Uh, especially cuz like it all it, if you also have a PC like it also carries over to PC 
and the PC games the PC games are different too. So like you get PC only games that through Game Pass as well. Like it's a it, I don't know how they are managing to do it, and I'm just waiting for the day that it all comes crashing down. <laughs> Somewhere there's a microtransaction keeping everybody alive. Yeah. But yeah. Nice. I, I didn't make a <laughs> a joke about poggers. Intentional poggers, right? Poggers is banned. Uh, no poggers in the chat. Kind of, yeah. Um, so the original Pog Champ guy, which apparently is named after Pogs, Pogs, uh, in, in to some degree, he is no longer the face of Pog Champ on Twitch. An emote that's basically like, "Oh shit, that's crazy." Or like, I thought it oh, always really meant. Good. I thought it always stood for play of the game. That's how it was used. Okay. Um, but the emote's called Pog Champ, I guess, because there was like a video he did where they were like making pog jokes like with pogs okay <laughs> um i watched a video about it from quentin reviews and you mean fancy branded tiddlywinks <laughs> that's what pogs were that's it Ugh, tiddlywinks you know me winking at some titties but <laughs> so yeah like he's no longer the face of it because he was saying some like pro insurrection shit and twitch was like okay this is probably a step too far like uh, so that emote was removed, and then the idea of PogChamp, they said, was very like in, uh, important to the Twitch culture, which I'll give them that. Lots of people like the concept of it, and no one's really tied to that guy. Um, and a lot of people are like, yeah, I see why you don't want him to be there. Like, how can we rescue this? Because um, it's just like a weird, like, oh, like face, like doing um, visual gags in an audio medium. Classic podcast. Yeah. I was going to say, like, O-Face, but not exactly, but kind of. It is. It's the um, O-Face of gaming. It's <laughs> a gamer O-Face. That's, oh, man, that's true. <laughs> oh, is yeah. that too rated R to be our episode title? Yes. Uh, the O-Face of fine. gaming. I, I think that's fine. That's, that's, like, that's fine. That's it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so they started doing this thing where the, the PogChamp face of the day will keep rotating between different uh, Twitch Streamers. partners or users. And since it's Twitch, like, racism immediately happened. Of course. Um, what? But, like, that kind of mealy-mouthed racism, where you're like, oh, so it's okay to be racist to white people. Because uh, Critical Bard was one of them, who's a black streamer, who has said shit like, yo, white lives don't matter because there's no such thing as white lives. Like, if you're proud of being, like, Irish or Italian or something, that's cool. But, like, if you're proud of being white, that's, like, not really a thing. Which is a fair Which statement. Like it's definitely said to be like inflammatory, like to get people to pay attention. Like that's why you say things in that way. Um, but he's not a racist and he's not racist for saying I don't care about your white feelings when we're like talking about black people getting shot, like Twitch is just a shitty place and they need to figure some shit out, but you know. And lots of other people we, have been Paul Champ, I guess, since um, some women have been, some men have been, um, Actually, I shouldn't assume genders. I just know I've seen two of them, and I know there's other ones. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck any of these people are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, man, you're getting old. Yeah. Don't know any of the pog champs these days. <laughs> and you can't. Can yeah. you even call yourself a a, uh, a Twitch user if you don't know who the daily pog champ is? That's not poggers at no. all. It's not. It's the least poggers thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um. You know, the first the first step to accidentally putting something in your vocabulary is to say it ironically, so be careful, y'all. Um, yeah, but there's that, there's that. And, you know, um, more game stuff. The new Pokemon Snap. is It's called New Pokemon Snap. So there's just not confusion. Yep. Uh, they're taking the new Super Mario Brothers method, but it's coming out April 30th for the Switch. Hell so yeah. So that's cool. 
It's a very relaxing game. I remember being pretty... It's a chill game. I recommend it to anybody who enjoys photography or enjoys Pokemon or wants to play an on-rail shooter but really doesn't want to deal with the pesky violence part of that. Yeah. So, so it's like, what if House of the Living Dead, but, but instead of a gun, you have a camera and it's Pokemon? Uh, my, my, my memory of Pokemon Snap is that when I was little and it came out, I was very excited for it to come out because anything Pokemon was just dying to be consumed by me. Yeah. And it was it came out during a summer and I broke my arm. And <gasps> as consolation for breaking my arm, I got Pokemon Snap, a game that I beat in a day because it's so fucking short. <laughs> so, so I had a broken arm. So you got arm, to spend the other, arm and a cast. other five and a half weeks. Well, I had a I had a cast for something like four months because I like I oh, super Jesus. broke really my arm. Yeah, Ugh. and then beat the game that I got because of it in a day. <laughs> we got um we we kept renting it um That's way, my parents. Yeah tried very hard when i was growing up and as a child and a young person i didn't understand economics and looking back like my parents did a lot to like make sure we had really cool stuff that i did not realize we were a generation behind for as long as we were which was you know they did their best and i appreciate it every day yeah. um but we would rent pokemon snap which upon retrospect like yeah very glad they never spent the probably 70 dollars on that game um but it's fun for what it is you know you can throw apples to either get pokemon to go somewhere you can ping them in the head to get them to act a different way or whatever the hell yeah um <laughs> i'm excited a, to a see a modern game. take on it you know like yeah see what they do with it. it they could do some really cool things or they could just give us the bare minimum yeah knowing game freak it'll be somewhere in between yeah like <gasps> like i'm willing to bet there'll be like a cool feature where you can use the switch like gyroscopically like there's ar or something yeah, for like possibly. a stage, like a stage, like like wait, why isn't this everywhere? Like why isn't this fleshed out? They're like, bro, why would we flesh it out? We're Game Freak, baby. Uh, but it looks cool. It's probably gonna be worth playing. Yeah. Um, speaking of game stuff, I've been playing Crash Four. Uh, my partner got it for Christmas. Um, oh, I'm so mad. I I forgot that that existed. And now I'm so mad that it's not out on. I Twitch. saw a lot it's... of your takes on it on the Twitter. Man, fuck Crash Bandicoot games, like. <laughs> I've never been so frustrated by something that's, like, not causing me, like, as many problems. Like, like Celeste was fucking hard. Like, that game pissed me off. Like, and it's not because the game was designed badly. It's just, it's supposed to be hard. I'm like, fuck this. Uh, like, the the one stage that had, like, wind and bouncy clouds. I'm like, this isn't fun and it's hard um, versus just hard. Um, I like things to be hard and fun, you know? Um, yeah. Sometimes rough. But, um playing crash i'm like yo what are they doing with it like it's so annoying to play like, they did a lot of cool things to make it easier and better like easier to deal with not easier to play yeah i um, saw the uh your main complaint with the accessibility of it was that you know when you die a lot they give you a like extra hit point eventually like, essentially yeah so but you're not so dying to getting out. hit <laughs> yeah so like they, they took this from like i don't know which mario game did it first but i remember it was in super mario 3d land yeah that if you died enough times They'd be like, hey, here's a golden leaf, like a tanuki leaf. You can take it. You don't have to. Like, maybe you're just trying to speed on I don't know. But it's here if you want it. Which, I don't remember if it makes you invincible or not. I just I made it that it, you could fly infinitely. Yeah, you could infinitely fly. And I think if you die enough times after that, you could become invincible. Yeah. And that really helps you, because Mario knows, like, oh, yeah, you might be falling in pits. Like, that's probably why you're dying yeah. in this platforming game. But also, Crash you might be you a literal child. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you might be. Yeah, you might be a child as well. Like that's you know, there's that part of it too. But Crash is like, hey, here's a free mask, and you're like, cool, I'm falling off of things. This, like, 
this has done nothing for me other than like <sighs> it's like hey i'm gonna hold i'm gonna give you the like feel badness of i'm holding your hand but i'm not gonna actually hold your hand so like all you did was talk down to me <laughs> and not help me <laughs> um there are a few sections where it helps but like most of the time it's like yeah i have to just figure out how to beat this and then if you die continue to die they will add more checkpoints to the obstacles um, if you die in a game, you start dying in real life. <laughs> no, I'm glad you don't die in real life because I die many times in these. But it's uh, there's just so many weird design choices, and they have one level like out of the whole entire game, like out of all the worlds, like most there's worlds that have like you're gonna fight through the same theme. Like there's a post-apocalyptic world for three levels, like an ice world for three levels, and then you get to like a bayou, and you're like, oh cool, what's gonna be here? Mardi Gras, that's fun. It's the best level in the game. It's beautiful. There's cool gimmicks. It's hard without feeling cheap. And they use that gimmick, like, they use that theme once, and then you just go to a swamp, like, into the bayou. I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> so I gotta stay in Ice World for three levels and, like, Shitty Wasteland for three levels, but I only get Mardi Gras for, like, one stage. Like, and also, why didn't you let this person design the rest of the game? Because they obviously know how to make fun levels. Like, the rest of you are a bunch of dickheads. And that's not even talking about how hard it's gonna be to 100% that game. Like, I'm not going to, but, um, it's just, it's gonna take people, like, a long time to 100% for no reason, so. That's unrelated, but, you know, Pokemon Snap coming out soon. That's cool. Yeah. And there was, like, a leaked screenshot from, like, Pokemon Unity. They, uh, MOBA, they're making, like, the Pokemon League of Legends. Yeah. That a lot of people are just mad about because it's not a Gen 4 remake. Because, honestly, like, MOBAs are very popular. And there's, like, Cinderace, like, the evolved form of Scorbunny. Like, in a little pirate costume. And people are like, Aww. oh, no, there's going to be skins in this game. Oh, yeah. They look cute already. That's how they're going to make their money, of course. Oh, obviously. But it's like, oh, I didn't think they were going to be good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're going to be this cute. I do. Um, so, like, I hate to say it, but I, I do agree with, um, why don't they remake Gen 4, though? Because. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, there's no reason why they haven't yet. But I'm not mad at the other games they're making in the meantime. Like. Pokemon Unite is not why we're not getting Gen 4. We're not getting Gen 4 because Game Freak's like, how about fuck yourself? Yeah. Um, but There's also like a Garchomp with like a little Hawaiian shirt and a scuba mask. Like, this is like a, it looks like a shiny Star Raptor, like in a detective hat and scarf, like a Mr. Mime in like a circus outfit. And like Lucario and like just that one dude's like cloak and hat of like his trainer. It's like, these are really good skins. This game looks like pretty nifty and I want to play it. I'm just curious how it's going to screw me over. As long as it's better than Pokemon Cafe Mix, I'll be happy. Yeah, I, I'm also curious because they said it, it's going to be a mobile game, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just hope it runs and plays well. I'm I'm always worried about controls on uh, like anything that's phone-based just because like, uh, touch controls can be rough. I mean, Wild Rift, League of Legends is coming out soon, so yeah. I think it's probably figured out. So, anyway. Um... Deadpool Speed. is going to be rated R still in the MCU, if y'all care about that stuff. Um, I didn't realize he was... Uh, I guess that was that one of the Fox purchases? The Fox or Sony, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's Fox. Whoever had the X-Men. But yeah, Deadpool okay. is in the X-Men group, and he will be in the MCU with all of them, and his movies will still be rated R, because apparently that's the only... Like, he's the only character I think he needs to be, because like, the swearing is kind of funny, but like people need to stop having boners for like r rating like you can make a good movie without a rating or without an r rating if you can't you told the wrong story yeah like sorry yeah um what else oh razor has that smart mask that they introduced oh at yeah the, the gamer uh, mask ces yeah and i think i don't know i like it my partner thinks it's pretty cool too uh i 
it definitely has that razor charm to it of having LEDs on it when it doesn't necessarily need to. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can turn them off. Like I have my keyboard lights turned off and I can turn my mouse off. You can never see your mouse's color. So I don't even know why. <laughs> like, What's the point of having yeah, that? Your hand is literally on it the entire time. Like if I'm using my razor mouse, the only, like maybe a keyboard has more light, but whatever. Um, but the razor mask does look interesting. It has lights on the inside of it that aren't just for, for fun. They're actually like to light your mouth up in dark uh, settings because it's a clear mask. So if you're talking, oh, to I didn't somebody, realize it was clear. Say it again. I didn't realize it was clear. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it was black fabric. No, it's a clear. It's like a plastic kind of clear mask so you can see people's mouths in it, and it adjusts when like there's low lighting so that you can continue to see people's face underneath it. Um, Handy. There's like N95 type uh, filters, so it's not just like an air filter that would be bad for COVID. I think it would still work to protect you from COVID. Um, and like the prototype and stuff has like voice amplification and stuff like that, so you don't sound as muffled. So it sounds like it's really doing some interesting stuff that, uh, seeing as now vaccines are starting to roll out, um, by the time this actually hits production, it might be after pandemic yeah it still might Man, i'm gonna be wearing a mask in, in public for the rest of my life homie. yeah i mean there's that part too um yeah i saw a post or like a story or whatever that was like hey this could be really good for like esports though um because it's a razor thing so it's like an endemic uh sponsor you can have the lights match your team or whatever um you, people still see your face through it you know you're not gonna have your breathing Im- impeded they might have to figure out some some weird thing to do with, like, microphones and stuff like that. But I'm sure they can figure that out. They can figure that out. Or, like, maybe you'd be able to take it off once you got to, like, wherever your team part was. Like, once you're, like, out of the stands or whatever it could be. But I think it's cool. I think you'll see them at, like, anime conventions because they're cool oh, enough. Definitely. Yeah. You'll definitely see them at raves. Um, you'll see me wearing one. Yeah, I think I, I think they're see, fun. See Eric like, wearing one at an anime convention <laughs> at the rave. Yep, <laughs> you'll be able to go to the rave. You won't. You probably won't be able to like smell the rave funk. Yeah, like, that's true. You know, I was gonna say it, you, it'll filter out the the rave fog. Yeah. yeah, you won't get people sweat in your mouth. I'll like, still get it on the top of your face, but <laughs> these the case for the mask has like a UV like thing in it to clean it. Like that's uh, really it's cool. a UV cleaner and like a wireless that's charging handy. thing. So it's like it's goofy gamer shit, but like cool at the same time i think actually it's cool. pretty effective yeah yeah like i don't know like norm like I, I want people to not wear a mask because it's like i don't want to wear the gamer mask i'll just wear a regular one thank you very much rather than i don't want to wear a mask <laughs> at all you know what i mean like let's up the level of what like the best masks are yeah so people are like oh no i'm just gonna wear a regular one like that's fine too I, uh, and the thing like as from the other side of that too like i also as somebody who like as stephanie said i I'm perfectly fine wearing a mask in public for the rest of my foreseeable future because it's a good idea. Um, like when you're sick or like all the time? Just to not get sick. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's like, to not too. get sick and also like because like fuck people. Yeah. I don't have to talk to people. I don't have to smile at people. Yeah. Like, but like that's fine. The idea of having like a better tech mask is cool to me. Like, yeah, I, it really is cool shit. <laughs> like, just having something where it's like this is something that like is improving upon like the disposable cloth masks or like the reuse or sorry the disposable like disposable masks or like cloth masks that are like not super great, you know, st- except for the ones that Steph made; those were fantastic. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, like just having an alternative to that and have it be this cool thing where it's like as a tech person, like I can be like, yeah. I got this cool future mask. (laughs) 
Yeah, when I go Hell in public, yeah. though, those lights are going off, though, because oh, I, yeah. uh, I get so ashamed <laughs> trying to, like, be a trailblazer. <laughs> like, I would feel like such a dork. People are like, oh, oh no, look at this be... man. He don't want to get sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be flashing those lights. Man, I fucking, I wore those, those light-up sneakers on the train. Like, I wore them to work. Like You know what? Honestly, like, I might... I want to go a step further. I want to leave the mask, the lights on. I also want a thing to cover my mouth that co- like is like a a screen, so it can be a fake digital mouth, and I can make it like animated in different ways. And then get me some that- fucking goggles that I can do the same thing with my eyes. <laughs> Fuck you! You don't get to see my face anymore. Then why don't you just buy like the mask from Watch Dogs Two? You don't need two separate pieces. <laughs> You're right. To cover your whole face. You're right. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe I want it to be in two pieces because maybe sometimes I want just the mask and not the goggles. <laughs> yeah, good point. Rave ready, you know what I mean? Yeah, not all times are you know goggle time, but all times are definitely <laughs> mask time. Not all times are a goggle time. <laughs> oh no, I, I hate it. <sighs> Steph, you have any other thoughts about the gamer mask? No, I'm just, I'm, like, I'm ready for, like, we're moving into post-apocalypse. I'm ready for the post-apocalyptic fashion to hit. I am going to cover myself in body glitter. I am going to wear only my wildest outfits at all times. And I'm going to wear the light-up mask. (laughs) See, we're, we're like, we we have similar, you know, uh, same item, but different usages. Because you're going with the the glitter (laughs) stuff, and I'm going to be like, no, get me, like, fucking cool, dark, cyber goth clothes and then the dumb mask yeah <laughs> i'm like the like the like the like candy rainbow goth <laughs> like cyber goth and you're like <laughs> the like grim dark and goth. i'm still gonna wear my fucking ska shoes and you can't stop me no one would e- no one can stop no. you from wearing the ska Man, can shoes. i get can i make the lights on my mask into the ska pattern <laughs> i don't you know you mean checkerboard can, yeah black and white checkerboard <laughs> I don't know. Can you make a black light that's not a black light? Like, I don't know if we have the technology to do that, You're man. Right. Like, You're right. As much as I would love to, I don't think you can make the color black come out of a light. <laughs> it's the, it just sucks all the light from around it in. Ow, ow. Should I have Razor Blade? Portable black hole technology. Like, what's the last RGB color we can use? So we're all out of colors. Then get the black hole. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of want to, I, I do want to get that mask, though, you know, get like a battle skirt, you know, which is just a regular skirt, but I'm wearing like <laughs> pants underneath because, you know, got to maintain my masculinity, you know, hmm. but it's, but not actually because I'm going to still be wearing a mask with bright colors on <laughs> and the speakers are going to just pump out sea shanties because that's what's the hot new wave. Right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, last two things. Um, There's a show called The Great North Out that's coming out. Um, it has like Nick Offerman and Aparna Nancharla on it. Um, both very great humorous actors and comedians in their own right. But it's made from the people that make Bob's Burgers, so it looks like th- exactly like Bob's Burgers, but it takes place in Alaska. It's like uh, it's a different family dynamic. Like you can see different shades of like, oh, that's kind of like a joke Gene might make or Tina or Louise, but like that's not the same type of character. Um, mm-hmm. There's a black main character that's uh, I think like. One of the brothers is fiance, and everyone's like that. Yeah, she's she's just part of the family. Like they, it never really comes up, but she still I think acts like a black character. 
um, in this weird ass like great North Alaskan town. I'm like, that's you must really love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Nick Offerman is doing Nick Offerman, but it works, you know, because it's like, hey, what if Ron Swanson, but not a weird libertarian and just like a nice family man, and it's still getting its legs. I think there's a lot you got to do as far as exposition when you get a new show going. But as far as last, that shit had me rolling. Like it's very very funny, um, and the voice acting is good. Also, Lannis Morissette's in there. I'm curious huh. to see how often she'll come back. She's just like this big spirit in the sky who talks to one of the main characters. Like so that's... she's re- reprising her role as God from Dogma. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but she's just a Lannis Morissette, though. Like, she's not God. Okay, she's, she's not playing. Yeah, no, she's, she's just playing herself in the clouds, which, cool. Yeah, Dogma was fun. Uh, I don't know if it still holds up. I have to watch it again one day. And finally... Uh, Nick Cage is going to be in a movie that is pretty much like, hey, we wanted to make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, but rated R and not with that property. It's called Willy's Wonderland. And Nick Cage plays a guy who I think has like a flat tire or his car breaks down near Willy's Wonderland, which is a Chuck E. Cheese thing. And the guy's like, bro, if you do some work for me, I'll make sure your car is fixed up in the morning. All I need you to do is just clean this place overnight. And turns out that's like a ritual sacrifice thing and a bunch of I don't know, kids, teens, young adults. They, I don't know. They they're younger like than they Nick were Cage. twenty. <laughs> like, yeah, I, right. I don't know what they were going for with them. I don't think it matters. I think that's probably part of the joke. Um, and they're like, "Yo, man, you got to get out of here. You're gonna die." And he doesn't say anything. He's like, I, he just keeps on cleaning. And he seems just uninterested in the whole thing until like the animatronics start fighting him, and then he Nick Cage. Then they get and, that like, joke. Did you say? Okay, then you get that joke that like we're not locked in there with like they're not locked in there with him. He, like they're locked in there with him. Yeah. Like and he's, he's just not like locked in there with them. doing basically what he did, I guess, in Mandy and Nick Cage is the kind of dude that just will do a movie because he enjoys it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he needed the money. I, I haven't heard anything about Nick Cage hurting for money. <laughs> this um, guy's just out here doing movies. He's just doing them to do them. Yeah, and it looks like the best kind of cheese you know like if you enjoyed the banana splits movie or the idea of it at all if you like the idea of five nights at freddy's but maybe you don't care about the lore you just like the idea of creepy animatronics and someone who doesn't just sit in a room and let bad things happen but they go out there like i'm gonna fight them this could be a fun movie and i don't know i think we all could use some fun yeah yeah i'd much rather watch a movie about being attacked by supernatural things than you know like microbes yeah or nazis or microbial nazis <laughs> okay but that Worst wraps back kind. around the sci-fi though. <laughs> 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 and then it gets goofy yeah you're right that's a, that's the plot of a metal gear solid game <laughs> sorry <laughs> wait is it actually i mean it might as well be nano machine son <laughs> <laughs> oh i skipped over i was gonna make a hydra joke and i forgot to mention wandavision uh, the first two episodes of WandaVision are out on Disney Plus, and they're doing weekly release stuff, I guess. Those motherfuckers did it again. Yep. I, uh, I got invested in this. So, <laughs> so they're doing this weird thing. I, I don't know how, how it's going to go, but it's like, hey, I don't know anything about Wanda and Vision. What, what supplementary information do I need to catch up on to understand what's going on in WandaVision? And the answer to that question is, I don't know yet, because they haven't explained why this premise is happening. Um, all that we've seen is they're in, like, what Star Tiles like a 60s, 50s, 60s sitcom. It's in black and white, and they just 
commit to the premise like hey what if a woman with magical powers and a robot man were just trying to fit in with a suburban neighborhood and you're like where's the marvel stuff like no like that's no that's that's not happening like she has her magic powers but she can't it's basically bewitched but also if the husband was a robot that was pretending not to be for a little bit but then like things start to seem like kind of weird not a place and that's it like it's the whole first episode there's like a laugh track and everything and it's kind of funny i i would be lying if i said i didn't thoroughly enjoy myself second episode hits and it's clearly their house looks different and it's clearly another decade of pastiche with no explanation why like oh why are we just like we went from like the dick van dyke show to like bewitched like why did that happen and you know they just do another episode it's full of goose and gags it's a nice little plot about wanda and vision are going to do a magic show with fake magic but uh vision accidentally eats a stick of gum and it gums up his system so he's basically drunk and keeps doing marvel shit and wanda has to try to figure out how to make it look like it's just parlor tricks and they pull it off and the episode's pretty fun and then some weird shit happens and at the end of the episode uh, spoilers i guess but then color comes in um there's been black people but i mean like it becomes like Like technicolor technicolor. (laughs) and uh i forget when the switch from black and white to color is but like color happens at some point in these two episodes and she magically becomes pregnant and you're like oh that's odd like What's going to happen? So there's like a lot of little details harkening back to those old sitcoms. Like one of the first jokes is that she like pushes the beds together and that's kind of, oh, like that's a cute moment. Like but racy. That's, hmm? Racy for an old timey TV yeah. show. Yeah, but it's signifying the change from the old TV shows that had separate beds to the uh, the decade once they started doing it. Like that's kind of like, oh, hey, like the beds are now together. We're in a new decade of shows. Um, mm-hmm. but time hasn't really passed in the show that we can tell. So it's really fascinating. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. It's really fascinating. Go yeah, ahead. I was going to say, it's very fascinating that they're, like, basically committing to this whole bit of, like, we're just going to do, like, an old 60s sitcom. Like, what if Wanda and Vision were in this old setting? And they don't know why they're there. They can't remember, but there doesn't seem to be, like, a reason. I'm like, so, like, is Wanda making this up in her head? Did this happen before Vision died in Infinity War? Is this in another timeline? Like, and we see, like, a framing device of someone's watching this within what... We're watching somebody watch WandaVision, we find out. But that still doesn't help us know what's going on. So I have no idea, and it's really fun and fascinating to watch. Hmm. Well, the the thing... My roommate watched it, and she was like, are you gonna watch it? And I was like, I don't know, but I don't care about spoilers. But she, she was saying, like, she thinks it's really interesting. The same thing with the decades, like, because the first episode is very, like, 50s Lyle of Lucy kind of-esque. Yeah. And then the second one is very Bewitched, which was the 60s. And then Technicolor became a big thing in the 70s. Yeah. And so, like, at the very end of that episode is when things become technicolor. And so she assumes that over the course of the series, we're going to move up to present day and find out what's going on. That's what I think is going to happen. But... I, I think she got pregnant because we might be doing, like, either a Brady Bunch situation or, like, a Leave it to Beaver type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like, we need to introduce kids into the mix. The child will be Steve mm-hmm. Rogers. <laughs> well, actually, Wanda, can- canonically, her two ki- she has twins that are that become Wiccan and like a speedster kid i can't remember his name but wiccan is one of the young avengers oh, yeah hey we it's obviously in the same universe so um we'll have to figure it out the only thing that's the one thing that's like canonically doesn't make any sense and this was true of the other movies like wanda's accent just went away after <laughs> age of ultron like she just stopped being sokovian just became american mm-hmm. 
I don't know why that happened. Yeah. It's not a one division issue. That's just a eh, we don't feel like doing that anymore. Um, <laughs> but I saw, and this is like speculative stuff. But if you're like really hardcore about spoilers, like you didn't even look at like cast lists and the stuff. Like skip uh-huh. this next couple minutes. But like, the guy who played Quicksilver in the Fox movies is in this. But he's but it's his credit isn't listed yet. Um, what's the name? Evan Peters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. And isn't the lady who plays Monica Rambeau in it too? Uh, the the black lady that's. I don't remember who played Monica Rambeau, but maybe I, I, that might be why she looks familiar. Um, but we don't know what that lady's name is. It might be Monica. So yeah, maybe. But um, so that's fascinating in its own way. It could be Monica Rambeau. Um, but the thing that threw me off, I'm like, wait, is Quicksilver in this as a different Quicksilver? Like, are we playing? <laughs> um. Are we playing with, like, the uh, multiverse stuff yet? I don't know. Is Doctor Strange going to be involved? Who knows? But, yeah. That's all I got with WandaVision. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And, and that is the episode. Correct. Listeners. Good shit. Thanks for sticking with this one. It's not quite as long as last week, but maybe longer than the pre... Not well, last time, but maybe longer than the previous time. We're still knocking the kinks out. There was, like, three weeks to get into. But, as... Always, you know what happens. It's time for social media business. Someone that's not me, do it, please. So you can find us on the internet, um, if you, wherever you want to find us. Uh, on Twitter, at Character Rev. On Tumblr, not on Tumblr, fuck that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was just thinking of uh, how bad Drunk Eric tried to do the, uh, the social media business <laughs> at the end of the drunk episode and screwed myself up. Um, oh, I remember that happened, yeah. I don't remember that happening. <laughs> You were like, you can find us on Twitter at Character Reveal, and I was like, no, you can't. <laughs> Stop it and let me take this. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Character Reveal, on the internet at characterreveal.simplecast.fm. You can find us on Facebook at Character Reveal, but delete your Facebook. Um, you can find um, us in the podcast catcher of your choice by searching for Character Reveal. Um, hit us with a rate and review if you can. And uh, you can find us individually on the internet, Eric at Tendilosi on Twitter, Dom at Brother Dom anywhere he wants to be found, and me at Captain Steph on Twitter, The Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hello Steph on Instagram. That's the biz. That's the biz. That's the biz. Hey, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We plan to keep this up this year. Uh, like we've been doing, you know, we really want to keep bringing you all lovely content. Look out uh, soon. We're going to be doing a charity stream. We haven't finalized anything other than that we're going to do it. Um, but keep your eyes open for that. We'll we'll get you the details as they come. We're going out. to do it, and it's not this weekend. <laughs> it's not this yeah. weekend. No. It's 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 not like in the next week and a half at least. So, uh, if you're listening to this late, you unless you're listening to this like six months later, you probably have not missed it yet. But yeah, yeah, and don't be a weirdo like me and listen to topical podcasts several months at, or years after they <laughs> have aired. Unless it's us, yes. Go back and, and then listen to the episodes. Yeah. yeah, start with like episode one hundred. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hey, listeners, you have a good rest of the day. And until next time, see you later. See ya. Bye.